Learn how to build your faith on God's word and live a life of 100% victory, 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's word to work for you. Come on, give the Lord a big, big praise. He's a good God. This God is too good. Do you agree that this God is too good? Hallelujah. That's why we must tell the world about him. Amen. That's why we must tell the world about this good God. Glory to God. How many people here are in a squad? You are in a squad already. Evangelism squad. God bless you. You, you will not know the benefits now of what you are doing. But one day, you will be grateful that you had the opportunity to share the gospel with someone. Are you here, somebody? If you are in, in the service today and you are not yet in an evangelism, we have squads that are... If you are wearing your squad uniform, please come up. I just want a few examples of people wearing the squad uniform. Only one of you is enough. Thank you. I know you are looking fine. Come. If you are wearing your squad uniform... Squad t-shirt. Hope all the squads are represented here. Alright, so these are, these are squads that we have. Just in case you've never um, gone on evangelism before, when you join these squads, you will go with other experienced people. And you will see how it's done. Praise God. Trust me, it's not an opportunity you want to miss. This is what Christianity is about. I know that people like bread and butter. Pray for me. That's not what Christianity is about. This is it. You can't get to heaven and carry that shoe that you got as a blessing. You can't take it here. Even your husband and wife, when you get there, all of you will go, you will serve the Lord. Even your children, they will grow, everybody's going. It's now we're not going to stay together. This is our half, we're still our family. No. When we get there, we are all children of God. Now they are no more your children. Is somebody gets what I'm saying? The only thing that will last is the souls you touch. Every other thing is wasted. I don't know if somebody's hearing what I'm saying. So if you have not joined the squad yet, you can, they can still join, right? You can still join. Somebody sent her testimony from yesterday. I believe by next Sunday we'll be able to show some testimonies of salvation itself. So that you see how many people have gotten saved and the experience of preaching. But somebody sent this one. He said, this month of April has been a major struggle for my business. He said, usually the kind of sales we would normally make, you know, in a week, we're not even seeing it in a month. He said April has, um, but April also is our evangelism month. I was assigned to a squad, and usually on Saturdays, I would normally wake up to clean my house myself, since I have no help. He said, but this Saturday, being my squad evangelism day, I decided not to do anything but to go for evangelism. He said, when we were done preaching, that was about 12 noon, I told a couple of my squad members that my business was currently running a discount, and some of them followed me to the shop bought and paid immediately. After which I went home. He said, since the day was still young, I wanted to go back to my shop to continue with the sales, but I felt a need to stay back and rest. He said, while I was at home resting, he said, the sales started pouring in. Hallelujah. He said, I was getting alerts back to back. So much that when I sent my staff the sales report, she was amazed at how God had showed up. He said, right there, the scripture came alive for me. 
that when you do God's work, God will do your work. Hallelujah. He said, we should seek first the kingdom of God and every other thing shall be added. Hallelujah. He said, I sought his, his own first today and my sales was added. That will be everyone's testimony this month in the name of Jesus. As you go about doing God's work, anything undone in your life and in your destiny, I decree this month, God will settle it in the name of Jesus. That amen is not born again. So that is kingdom. Seek first the kingdom, everything shall be added. It's added. Just focus. So don't miss the opportunity. If you have some of you here, you have never led anybody to Christ before. In your whole life, as in you're going to go to heaven without one soul to your name. Hey! You're going to enter heaven alone, solo. Jaunkoku. Eat alone. You can't meet this good God and not tell one person at least before you die. You say, I'm shy. There's a shy way to preach. I'm bold. There's a bold way to preach. I can dance. There's a dancing way to preach. There's a way for everybody. Are you here, somebody? I know Nigerian Christianity is based on pray, pray, beg, beg, beg every morning and day and night. That's not what we do here. You have to grow at some point beyond all those bread and butter Christianity. Are you here, somebody? Let's put our hands together for the squad, people. Thank you. You can go back to your seats. Well done. I'm from... Don't, don't unlight here to we see. I want to play a quick video. I hope the audio will be enhanced because of the rain. But a quick video that blessed me and I felt is something we all should listen. It's a very short video. DJ, sit down. You can sit down. A professor in my university gave me a ride. This was 1977. And when I was in the University of Lagos, I was going to the main campus where my lectures were taking place from the College of Education if you are familiar with the University of Lagos. So I waved him down and he opened the door. I entered in. was the only one driving. As soon as he began to move, I began to share the gospel with him. I gave him a track. I always carry a track. He collected it grudgingly. And then, after I spoke for about two minutes, he said, Wait, are you a student? I said, Yes, sir. Which department? I said, Land and Engineering Surveying. Ah, I said, That's fine. I said, Is it? I didn't know. He was a professor. He said, What is the shape of the earth? Esu. Esu, what's the shape of the earth? I said, The shape of the earth. Is elliptical. That week, that was what we were taught in my survey class. And I gave him the formula. He said, All right. He said, USU, when you talk about heaven, your heaven, you point up. And you told me you, the earth is round. I said, Sure, sir. He said, On the other side of the globe, they are all pointing upward, is on the opposite direction. To your own point. Ah. Now, I knew I was in trouble. He said, tell me, if your heaven is like this, what is the geographical direction 
of hell. He said, remember, if you point like this, that's the heavenward point or some other one. I was praying, Lord, help me. Lord, help. So I said, excuse me, sir. God forbid it will not happen to you. If you die without Christ, the next minute, you will not know just the geographical direction of hell. You will know the exact location of hell. Because hell is at the end of a life without Christ. The man parked the car. He said, get out of my car. You... I got to know later is a child of a prominent Baptist pastor. He went to America and studied in the University of Alabama and he suffered. He went to church with great enthusiasm. When he got to church, they didn't allow him to mix with the whites. They segregated him to the back and he got out of church and vowed never to do anything with church. He said, the church that my father served all his life. Now, they wouldn't let me mix. He said, I renounced Christianity. And he became an atheist. I didn't know. I was preaching to him. That at the end of a life without Christ is the exact location of hell. Later on, a few years ago, two years ago, he died. But he didn't die as an unbeliever. I was preaching for, as we had the boy at the redemption camp. He saw me on the giant screen and he found a way to locate me. He said, Bishop, can you recognize me? I said, I know you very well, Professor Susan. The professor of sociology, he was. He now recounted the experience of 1977. He said, What I said troubled him every single day that hell is at the end of a life without Christ until he gave his life to Christ. He said, I'm now an assistant pastor in Redeemed Christian Church of God. So I hugged him. I hugged him. I hugged him. The Lord delivered his soul so it will not be a loss. The greatest loss is the loss of any soul. Hallelujah. Those are the quotes there. So do you see the power of sharing the gospel? He didn't even know the man was a professor in his school. He was a student. Man gave me a ride and he quickly took the opportunity. That is how it is. You must always present the gospel. Every opportunity you have. It's not your grammar. It's not your English. You can see in his own case, they were even asking him questions he could not answer. But he went straight to the point of presenting the gospel. So if you're here and say, I'm shy, I don't even know what to say. It's very simple. Present the gospel. We are all sinners. We are sentenced to hell, but there's a way out. Jesus Christ. Accept him and you won't go to hell. Simple. Leave the English. Don't argue scripture. Don't argue all those things. Drop the seed. You see, in his own case, the man didn't accept Christ that day. Am I correct? 
he just dropped the seed. The, the seed began to grow. The seed will grow for itself. It mustn't be that day. Some people will accept Christ that day. Some people will not. But the seed has been planted. The, see, it's not your English. Some people say, I must be able to systematically mention. Mm-mm. You don't even need one scripture. When you have a preacher on believer, you don't even need to be opening Bible. What? You don't know Bible. Tell him the facts. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? The gospel, which means the good news, is the power of God. So, it's not your English that gets people saved. It's not how many scriptures you know that get people saved. Just present the gospel. Gospel means good news. Just tell them, look, you don't have to go to hell. That's good news. Somebody gets what I'm saying. He said, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Did you bring it up? He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is what? The power of God unto salvation. Simple. So, the gospel has power to change people. It's not you. You don't persuade people. You don't force people. Present what? The gospel. It has power in itself. It doesn't need your power. It has its own power. Come on, say, I hear. Say it with confidence. Say, I hear. Glory to God. All right. We'll move further again today. In talking about evangelism and winning souls, you must understand that there is also a dimension of preaching that doesn't have to do with speaking. There is a dimension of preaching the gospel that doesn't have to do with speaking. This one has to do with living. It has to do with how you live. From the day you become born again, you are now an ambassador for Christ. You are a representative. Oh, I wish, I wish... Nigerian Christians can learn this. You are an ambassador. From the day you say I'm a Christian. From the day you say I am born again. You are an ambassador. So before you even preach. Your lifestyle should be preaching. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Your lifestyle should what? Be preaching. So everywhere in scripture, they say we should walk worthy of the Lord. Philippians 1.27, NIV version. Philippians 1.27, NIV. It says, DJ, quickly, I need to move fast. We must walk worthy of the gospel. Look at here. Whatever happens, come on, say whatever happens. Say it again, say whatever happens. Conduct yourselves in a what? In a manner worthy of what? The gospel. Whatever happens. Conduct yourself in a manner worthy, worthy, worthy of the gospel. Colossians 1.10. Quickly. Still give me an IV. Colossians 1.10. It says, so that you may live a life. What? I can't hear you. So that you may live a life. What? Worthy of the Lord and please him what? Bearing fruit in what? And growing in what? Personal knowledge of God. Work worthy. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 12. 1 Thessalonians 2 12. Quickly, 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 DJ. 
He said, encouraging, comforting, and what? Urging you to do what? Live your lives what? Worthy of God. Who has, or who calls you into what? His kingdom. So, maybe you are not even eloquent. Maybe you are not even good at speaking. Maybe you are not bold to approach somebody you never knew from anywhere. This one, everybody can do this one. You can live in a way that is worthy of the Lord. Your life should be an evangelism tool for the kingdom of Christ. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Whenever you live your life for God, he always also puts his handprint or footprint on your life. When you live worthy of God, he too will live worthy of you. He will show up in every area of your life. When you send an ambassador, he represents you, but you also support him. You sponsor him. Somebody get what I'm saying? All our ambassadors everywhere, they are not paying their own rent. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Do you know if an ambassador said they pay your spouse? Because she can't go and be looking for work and disgrace everybody. So they will pay her for being your wife. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So whenever you live for God, God shows up in your life. Live worthy of God. Let your lifestyle preach. You are the only Bible an unbeliever will read. You are the only Bible. Paul said we are epistles. We are the the scriptures. The unbeliever is not going to read John, Mark, Luke, Peter, Paul. The unbeliever is not going to know any of those people. But the unbeliever will know you and watch you. You are the only Bible. If they read your Bible, will will your life point them to God? That's the question today, guys. If an unbeliever reads your life, will he point them to God? If they go to your page, your Instagram page, your Facebook page, will he point them to Christ? Or will he point them to bomb? Will he point them to cleavage? Will he point them to dirty jokes? If they read your life, where will he point to? Matthew chapter 5, from verse 14 to 16, but in the message translation. Message translation. Matthew 5, 14 to 16, message. He said, here is another way to put it. <laughs> you are here to be what? I can't hear you. You are here to be what? Light. Bringing out what? The God colors in the world. Hallelujah. You are supposed to bring out God colors. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. Somebody gets in this. Go ahead, guys. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Next verse. Now, now that I have put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, do what? Come on, tell your neighbor, do what? Help me look at the person around you. Do what? Help me look at him and point to him. Tell him what? Shine. God put you here on the earth to shine. God put you in that office to shine. God put you in that school to shine. God put you in that class to shine. God put you on social media to shine. It's time to shine. I'm going to shine. I'm going to shine. 
Somebody get what I'm saying? Glory to God. Shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. That's what we don't have. We're too self-focused, self-conscious. Me, 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 me. Be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You prompt people to do what? Oh, did you see that, somebody? They say by opening up to others, you will prompt people to open up with God. This generous father that is in heaven. Come on, say, I hear. Say it louder. Say, I hear. Every believer is a soul winner. And it starts by your life. How you live. Before you open Bible, people are watching your life. So, let me say it this way. Who are my targets? Who are my targets? Number one, write it down. My family members. All your family members are your number one target. Do you still have family members that are not born again? Mm. They're your target. Number two, who are my targets? My neighbors. My neighbors. You know the Bible said we should preach the gospel starting from Jerusalem, Judea, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So you start from what's nearest to you. Family first. This includes your husband, wife, children, father, parents, uncle, cousin. Followed by neighbors. Who are your neighbors? Everybody that lives around you. you have, everybody has neighbors. There's nobody here living on one mountain, only you. You have neighbors. Number three. Friends. Your friends. So all these people go and make a list. All these people, as you, when you get home or even today, make a list. Family members, you write the names of the ones that are not saved. Um, neighbors, you write the names of the ones that are not saved. Um, friends, you write the names of the ones that are not saved. Next one, colleagues or business partners or clients. Colleagues, they are all on the same bracket depending on who you are. Colleagues, people you work with every day in the office. Business partners, those you do business with. Then your clients, those you serve, <clears throat> also in the business. That is your immediate constituents. Now, apart from these ones, there are times you will run into people you didn't know, but the Holy Ghost will inspire you to preach to them. Just like the story here. Hallelujah. I can never forget one day many years ago, I was at home praying. No, I think I was just lying down. I had prayed that morning. It was later in the afternoon or later in the morning. I was just lying down on my bed. And the Holy Ghost just told me, stand up now. Go to, there's one joint I used to go to when I was an unbeliever. It was on 23 Road in Festac. I used to go there to drink and smoke when I was not born again. So the Holy Ghost just told me, stand up, dress up, and go to that place. Now. So I just got up. I didn't even know why. Got up, dressed up, went there. Then I got there. I saw one guy sitting alone. You see, some people, their hearts are already prepared. All God needs is somebody that will just close the deal. That's why you must be sensitive in the spirit. Don't follow how the person's face is looking. The person might be frowning and say, ah, this guy doesn't look like he's ready. No, that's not your concern. Just go there and do what God said to do. Some people, their heart is ready. Some, their heart is almost ready. God just wants to water it. Somebody getting what I'm saying? 
So some people are wondering, oh, all the things I'm begging God for, why is he not doing it? You have not learned how to hear his voice. And it's in times like this, you learn how to hear his voice. God just told me, go. I got dressed, I got there, I met only one guy there. He was sitting alone. It was in the afternoon. People don't usually come to the bar or a place to drink in the afternoon, so it was empty. Only him was there. He had two sticks of cigarettes, can never forget. He had two sticks of cigarettes, he was just lighting one. Sitting alone. So I got there. He knew me from the world. We were not close, but he just knew me. Because area, everybody knows everybody. So I came down, I sat down, I shook him. I sat down with him. When I sat down with him, he said, ah, how, how are you there? I said, fine. Then there's a language we used to you. I don't know if they still do it today. But those days, when somebody's smoking and you can't buy cigarettes, you say, make a 50 you. I don't know if they still do them now. But that time, they <laughs> make a 50 you. It means more could share this, your... Cigarette. So immediately I sat down. I said, make a 50 you. Ah, the guy said, he has two sticks. He gave me the second stick. You see, he needed companionship. He was sitting there alone. He gave me the second stick. So I, I, I lit it. I said, yeah. God is good. He said, liar, I didn't smoke it. <laughs> I didn't smoke it. you like this too much, no. <laughs> I didn't smoke it. But I, said, but I said, make a 50 you. So he gave me the stick of cigarette. So I held it in my hand. I was just making him feel comfortable. Part of the idea of preaching is to make people feel comfortable. When they are comfortable, their defenses are down. You can road is free. So I took the cigarette. I didn't smoke it. I just held it. And from there, we started talking. I started talking to him about the gospel. That guy got saved. And today, he's even a pastor. But I was in my house. And God said, stand up and go there. The one person you will preach to, you don't know how far. See the story they shared now. The person that they preached to died as a pastor. You don't know how far that one soul is going to go. But you are busy praying about shoe. Shoe that when this rain outside, beat it now. It's over. That's your highest prayer point. Hope in all the groups, they are still praying for souls throughout this month. That's, what, that's the only prayer focus. Forget your... God will handle anything in your life that is not yet handled. Don't worry. Matthew 6 and 3 settles it. You can't have family members going to hell and you're still begging for shoe and bread. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Alright, so how do I use my life to preach? There are four ways. Very simple. Four ways. Four ways. Number one, by living a life of purity. 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 If you are born again, then you have to clean up your life. The sad thing we have these days are people that are born again, but, or at least they claim to be born again. They claim to be going to church, but they are still living exactly the same way they used to live. See, unbelievers know what Christianity looks like. Oh, somebody got what I'm saying? The unbelievers around you, they know somebody that has really changed. They know your own is fake. Because you claim to be born again, but you still drink with them. You still buy them drink. They know you have not born again finished. You think they don't know? The average unbeliever knows what is right and what is wrong. You say you are still born again, but you still spend the night in a man's house. You can never witness to all those people that see you and know you. They can never hear gospel from your mouth. You have, you have, you have like removed yourself from having a chance. At ever preaching to any soul by your lifestyle. 
you are still going to bar hanging out with people that drink and you say you are born again. They know you are the fake one. They know. The, the sinner sinner, the sinner sinner knows that if you are still drinking, you are not serious. He knows. He, he's drinking. Oh. He has NSC in his front. Oh. But he knows when he changes, he's not planning to continue like this. Then you, Christian, you are looking for scripture to support drinking. Are you okay? The sinner sinner knows that he's not going to continue smoking weed and smoking when he's when, when, when changed. He knows it. Nobody ever preached to me about those things. The moment I was a heavy drinker, heavy India hemp smoker, heavy everything. When I got born nobody had to. I knew that, that that lifestyle had to go. Nobody told me. When you have the Holy Spirit, there's only one thing the Holy Spirit does to you. It helps you to be holy. You can't carry the Holy Spirit and be attached to uncleanliness. Say you have a boyfriend and you are spending the night in his house. You can't preach to any of his friends. You can't preach to any of your friends. You can't preach to any of his neighbors. You have lost the eternal right to preach to them. Then they will marry you into that same house. And you'll be carrying your Bible and your Christian heart. They are going to church. This is on Mumu. You are the only Bible they know. If you are going to be born again, born again. If you want to serve God, serve God. If you want to serve God, go back to where you're coming from. Let's know. Just Christ, you know what Josh Christ said the most? Look one people. He said, if you are correct, be correct. If you are hot, be hot. If you are cold, be cold. Let me know where you are. He said, but the one I, I don't take is somebody that is lukewarm. That is neither hot nor cold. And that's a majority of Nigerian Christians. This is why they line up every morning to beg. God, come again. No, they don't know no, no, no normal, no, no experience of God, no passion for God, except begging him daily. He said, I would rather you are hot or you are cold. Let me know where DJ bring it up. Thank you. He said, So then, because thou art lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. What does he say next? He said, no, I wanted, it's fine, leave it. I wanted where he said, I would, I would rather you are one of the two. So I know thy works. Thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were, I, 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 he said, I, I, I wish, I wish I can know whether you are hot or cold. A hot burning Christian can't be sleeping over in a man's house and you say you're a Christian. Can't be the one buying beer. You're the one buying beer for people. <laughs> you even know the brand. Say, no, no, no drink good, I drink Hennessy. <laughs> Then the same person, you tell him, follow me to church on Sunday, you are a joker. A joker. You think sinners don't know what is right? They know you are one of them. That's why they will never take you seriously. Never take you seriously. No sense of, of being an ambassador. Some Christians say, if you see their pre-wedding shoot, pre-wedding shoot, you know these ones are living in fornication. There's a way you will not sit on top of a man if you have not been sitting on him somewhere before. When you're a Christian, people are watching your life. You are the Bible. You are the only Bible. Pre wedding shoot, you, 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 you turn on you some assault. Hi! Hey, you have been doing it at all. You are kissing. Freely outside, you say you are a Christian. You are not a Christian. You think sinners don't know what sin is? 
The worst thing you can do is to claim to be born again and still be living the same way. When I became born again, my friends won't even, if I go to where we play snooker, when I entered there, the ones smoking, all of them will go outside. They can't smoke where I am. They dare not smoke. And I I didn't tell them don't smoke. I never told them that. These were my unbeliever friends. We all used to drink and smoke before. But when I became born again, because I still like to play snooker, so I would still go to where we play snooker sometimes to just go and play. Once I enter, they all shout, Holy Ghost. And all the ones smoking, we take their cigarettes out. I didn't tell them. I didn't tell them, you know, it's not good to smoke. Don't, I didn't tell them. When you are living right, there's something about you that projects on all your friends and family that are not uh, um, saved. But you, you are, you are disgracing everybody by your lifestyle. But you are still carrying Bible about like a Christian. You are making a bad image. You are creating a bad image of God and of Christianity. Life of purity. Let me rush. Number two. Second way you preach with your life is by a life of excellence. By a life of excellence. If you walk in an office, you must be the best worker there. That's how we preach. It's not only when you open Mark, Luke, and John. The unbeliever doesn't know Mark, Luke, and John. Your boss never knows Mark, Luke, and John. Make sure you're among the best. If you're in school, make sure you're in the top of the class. When you invite them for fellowship, they must come. Not that you, you are the one that everybody, 30 people are doing tutorial for only you. You've seen her past. Excellence. In that office, you must be the one that has excellence. You can't be the one stealing office uh, products, stealing office money, never meeting targets. You must have excellence. When you have excellence, even your boss will listen to you. Excellence. Do your work with so much excellence that people have no choice but to see the God colors in your life. Excellence. Whether you're a student, a worker, a business person, if you're a business person, your customer service must be excellent. Your products must be excellent. Your service, you can't be fighting with the customer and you're a Christian. Learn excellent customer service. Number three, how you use your life by kindness. Kindness and generosity. Kindness is the quickest tool. Whenever you're somewhere, be the one to be kind. A pregnant woman is standing. Be the one to stand up for her. An old woman is on the line. Be the one to give up your space for her. Do kindness. Somebody's in a hurry. Tell him, okay, take my space. Kindness. Nobody can resist the power of kindness. No matter how wicked somebody is, they can't resist the power of what? Kindness. Are you here, somebody? Use kindness. Generosity. In your family, be known as the kind and generous person. Don't be the person trying to always collect from others. Be kind. With the small you have, be compassionate. Somebody lost a loved one. Somebody lost their job. They lost something. Be the first to reach out. That's an opportunity to win that soul. Be the one person that shows him care, that shows concern. Go and visit him. Go and support them. With the small you have, you are opening the door. You are planting the seed. Don't only call people when you want to invite them to church. Show kindness throughout. The day you call them to invite them to church, they will feel obligated to come. Are you here, somebody? And the last way, you can also use your life, is by living to display God's goodness. 
This means anything God has given you because he has given you something. Use it intentionally. Come on, say with me, intentionally. Say it where, say intentionally. Use it intentionally to preach. All my cars that I buy myself, all the number plates are scripture. I can't imagine buying a car and not having specialized number plates. For me, it's advertisement of Christ. It's not for posing. I don't, I don't write my name. What, 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 what does my name have to do with anything? Some people, they have personalized plates. They write their name, Bobo J. Eh. How that one take help anybody? May I write scripture? It's an opportunity to advertise. It's not for posing. It's an opportunity to advertise Jesus. Advertise kingdom principles. My first fine car that I bought, the, 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 the plate of the car is I tithe. I know people like money here. See? The principle of giving and receiving is how I got here. Second one is John 3.16 in Roman figure. When you see it, you go and check what 3.16 is. We'll start from there. My motorbike, when I had a power bike, the number plate was John 3.3. One guy told me that he got born again through it. When he saw John 3, he went to check Bible. Ah, that was this fine bike. Very, I don't know if you know the bike then. Very cool bike. The guy said, this fine bike. What's John 3, 16? He went to check Bible. And he saw it. He said, man, we're born again and everything. So he gave his life to Christ by number plate. Use everything you have. If you want to clap, clap. Thank you for the two people clapping. <laughs> use what? Everything you have. If you are smart, use your smartness. When you gather around smart people, use smartness to deliver the message. If you are fine, use your fineness to preach. See, anything God gives you that you don't use for him, you will, the only, only alternative is to use it for yourself. When you use it for yourself, it becomes cost in your hand. You are very fine. Use that fineness for God. Do you know how many people only you can use your fineness to bring to Christ? The boy say, hey, fine girl, what's up? Say, hey, fine boy, I did. You see, you are prepared. You, are, you see, what happened to many fine girls? That they all wake up every day in the mirror and be uh, worshipping themselves. This is what they do. Self-worship, madness. Because you thought, because, the reason is because you thought God gave you the beauty for you. So, yeah, every day. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Madness. You think it's yours. You're already prepared. You understand you're an ambassador. You understand that this beauty is for souls. It's for kingdom. So as you're slain, you've buffed up. You are dressing with intention. You're an ambassador. Not intention of opening everything. No, that's what guests are doing. No, just intention to open everything. Your slit is, your slit has slit. What's wrong with you? Who are you opening all this for? It's called private path for a reason. But everywhere is open. No, you are dressing decently but beautifully. Because you understand that today, I will not only slay, in terms of posing, I will slay one soul out of her. So you buff up your hair right, your makeup right, for the kingdom. So when one boy say, fine girl, what's up? Say, fine boy, I did. What's up with you two? You know, boys, not easy. You get with it. See, eh? this guy there. So I say, I did now. Find guy. Who hook up now? Say straight up, straight up. 
Let's do it. Say, come to my place now. See, your place now, rice. Somebody understand that, that's fine. So I'm not coming to your place. So. But let's meet around Fagbems. Near health center. You say when? Sunday morning. That's when I have time. What time? 7.30 from to 9. After that, I won't have time. Till next week again. When he comes, shake his hand, carry him like this and bring him to church and sit in front. Tell him today, I want to introduce you to somebody that has changed my life. Are you here, somebody? Intentionality. Some of you, just, you are just cruising life. Life will have no meaning if there is no end point. This life itself is not the end. It's a means to an end. It's not the end. But some of you are living as if I've arrived. This is all I'm doing. No, this is just a means. It's like somebody bringing all their load into a plane. A plane is not a destination. You can't bring out your, your stove. Bring out your gas can inside a plane. Won't you look like a... But that's what we're doing. You are going to land. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So live your life. Live every aspect of your life to demonstrate Christ. If you are good at the office, you are performing. All those that are not performing well, go and be helping them. As you're helping them, that's, you are using your intelligence, your diligence to preach. You have serious dress sense use it to preach. You have a great smile. So of you, your smile is beautiful. It weakens people. Use it. Say, how are you? Follow me to church now. Let's go. He <laughs> will just follow you. Because that's how powerful your smile is. But instead, it's only social media. You know, you're looking for likes and, and, and all those things on social media. So every day you'll be... <laughs> I laugh when I see people like that. Every day they put a picture of themselves. Every day. Every day they have one picture of themselves. Every day. Even you, are you not tired of you? Every day. Until you use you to point to something else, you won't have meaning. You will fade. There's, there's one donkey that is the most popular donkey in the world. It's the donkey that Jesus rode. People were laying cloth for that donkey. A donkey. For the first time in donkey history. People were laying cloth for the donkey, blowing trumpet for the donkey, singing for a donkey. Why? Because the donkey carried Jesus. But the moment Jesus came down, it dawned on the donkey that it wasn't him they were really praising. See now, who has seen that donkey? I've not seen him. That's how you will fade one day. That your beauty will fade one day. You won't always look like this till you die. You won't always have, you won't always have the position you have. If you have money now, use it for the kingdom. That's why it doesn't make sense. If you're a Christian, you don't tithe, you don't give. You don't understand why God even gave you the money. You need to understand why. It's not for you to consume it. Jesus' three temptations speaks of these things. They asked him, he was fasting, hungry. They said, turn stone to bread. That means satisfy yourself. He said, I will not do that. But when he needed to turn stone, I mean, when he needed to multiply bread for people, he was willing to do it. It wasn't about self. Second temptation. Say, if you bow down, I will give you popularity. Say, no need. He eventually became popular when he was doing it to save all of us. Everything Satan is offering you eh, is something God has already planned for you. 
Satan just wants you to compromise so that you will lose the big picture. That's why the same thing God gives you, you use for self, it becomes cost. That your money you want to make, God also wants you to make money. Just that he wants you to make money for kingdom support. That's a bigger picture. But you will still have money. There's no way you can be a kingdom financier and not have money. You need money now. But Satan will tell you, just focus on money. You will now lose the big picture. That will not be your story. And the last way to preach with your life is to share your testimony. Everybody has a testimony. That's why we say you should share your salvation story. Please, everybody, share it. Put it on your social media and tag church handles so that we can get your story. Maybe next Sunday we'll show a few. Share your salvation story. Your test, nobody can debate your story. They can debate on that person's story. They can say that pastor is fake. They can't argue your own story. Are you getting what I'm saying? They cannot argue what? Your own story. People can argue anything. Share your own salvation story if you are truly born again. Share your own testimony of how God has blessed you. How God rescued you. How God answered you. That story will be a seed for somebody's lives to be changed. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Please, let's bow our heads quickly. I have just one minute. Let's bow our heads. If you are here under the sound of my voice and you are not born again, please, can I have the honor and the privilege of leading you to Christ? You are here today. You are not born again. All heads bowed. And you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Please, can you raise your hand wherever you are? Quickly. Quickly, let me just pray with you. You know you are not born again. You know that if you die today, you will not make heaven. You know you don't have the peace of God and the relationship with God. Please raise your hand above your head, wherever you are. Quickly, quickly, I just have one minute to do this. Raise your hand above your head, quickly. God bless you, God bless you. Any other person, quickly, just raise your hand above your head. Whether you're upstairs or downstairs, raise it up above your head. Raise it up above your head. Raise it up, raise it up, raise it up. Anybody here today? Anybody here today? Any other person here today? If your hand is raised up, please stand up to your feet. Stand up to your feet if your hand is up. Stand, stand. Put your hand on your chest wherever you are. Put your hand on your chest wherever you are. I want to pray with you where you are there. If your hand is on your chest, say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. I receive the grace to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for I am born again. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Please, the ushers are going to talk to you. I don't know if they, they want to take you out. Yes, please just follow, carry your Bible, your bag. Follow the usher around you. They'll just want to talk to you for one minute. Please just follow the usher around you. Church, you can do better. You can do better. Part of how to be good soul winners is that every Sunday, as you're coming to church or every service day, we know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.